0: and my biological mother, I think that she came once a week to see me. I don't know what I was thinking uh, in that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was so confusing, and just I was at home with my parents and my siblings, and another
1: day I was alone. That's Jemmy and Ilya Bertrand, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. I'm Kara Duffy, a business coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you live your most extraordinary life by showing you that anything is possible. People who have mastered freedom, ease, and success, who are living their best and most ridiculous lives, and who are changing the world, are often people you've never heard of until now. One of the most impactful podcasts I recorded in 2021 was episode number 129 with Jemmy Bertrand. I was so impressed and inspired by Jemmy as a human, and my heart was so inspired by her powerful and thrilling story of her daughter's adoption story. It happened in Haiti during a coup that required a helicopter evacuation. Really, you have to go back and listen to that episode. I knew she was someone I wanna have back on the podcast. And today I'm super honored to have her and her daughter Illy join us. Illy joined us from Barcelona, which is where she lives. And at moments in this episode, you'll hear Jemmy translating. It can be nerve wracking enough to be on a podcast, let alone on a podcast, not in your mother tongue. So extra cheers for Illy for being a yes to all of that. In this episode, we go back to the adoption story what it was like transitioning to a new country and a new family for Illy, how they inspired each other, and the challenges that they faced being pioneers in both of their own respects. As always, you can leave comments or questions about this episode at thepowerfulladies.com forward slash podcast. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm so honored that I get to hang out with you again, Jemmy, and with your daughter who we talked very briefly about on your first podcast uh, with us. Um, but how are you?
2: Oh, Kara, I am fabulous. And I'm super excited that you invited us and it's a pleasure to do this, to have this experience with Ellie and, um, just, you know, I'm very proud mama. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Uh, So anyone who hasn't listened to that episode yet, let's just give them a quick intro of who you are and where you are in the world. And we'll start with you, Jimmy. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I'm Jimmy Bertrand. I'm the CEO and founder at Nourish the Brain Institute and the Brain and Behavior Coach Academy. I am originally from Barcelona and I moved to the United States. Uh, And my first um, opportunity for uh, business It was um, being a director for a mental and behavioral health facility here. And uh, since many years ago, I had a massive brain breakdown and I learned how to put my brain back together uh, through nutrition and the science of the mind. I tried to implement these in a regular behavioral health practice. Um, They were not so open to that. So I decided to create my own business on that. And here I am today, right?
1: Yes. And um, I will put in the show notes the link to your original episode so everyone can hear it. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, Yeah, of course. Like, learn so much, great conversation, and just hearing how amazing you are. Um, And in that episode, we talked about your journey to adopt your daughter, who I'm so happy is here today. Um, So, Illy, please introduce yourself. Um, who are you where are you and what are you up to? okay hello well, my name is Lily uh, I'm living in Barcelona
0: and uh, I'm studying uh, product designer design, design. Mm-hmm. and well well I'm living the
1: life <laughs> you are I wish <laughs> I was back in uni living in Barcelona that sounds magical to me. <laughs> <laughs> What type of product designer do you want to be? I don't know yet. I I don't know. But she but has, I like uh, every...
2: she she, hmm? she did create a really awesome project for college.
0: Um, you yeah. had about uh, the product? Yes, uh, my last product was uh, uh, sunglasses mm-hmm. uh, that you have a base and you you can put insects on it and cool. yeah it was
1: a collection yeah awesome all right well let me know when you're looking for internships because i'm i have a few connections in europe that might be fruitful for you yeah oh okay. that's awesome you.
2: yeah, yeah he, I sp- he is interested on that yeah yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i spent 20 years working in product creation and i lived in germany for a while working for puma and have mm-hmm. so there's a big european network of all the people making products sunglasses footwear you name it so mm-hmm.
2: oh really that's yeah. awesome connection what about that so mm-hmm. yeah she created these really cool sunglasses if you want to see the project she can send it to you i'm just
0: yes. yeah you i know, can know,
2: do it speech right here but i the, love it <laughs> it's really cool because she created these sunglasses that have a base and then you, with a magnet, you change the design from the outside and it's an insect collection. So there is ants and butterflies and... Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: It sounds like you would be a perfect kids designer. I worked in kids products for a long time and it was so fun because you could do all those cool things and the details and yeah. kids see it. Or often adults don't even notice and you're like... Oh! I worked so hard on that. You didn't really, even say yeah. anything. <laughs> and I, I was with the
0: design. I, I was spending eight hours doing a little thing.
1: And, and everyone just like,
0: oh, wow,
1: this is really cool. <laughs> and yeah. Well, I would love to kind of give people a little bit of that foundational story of what it was like for you to find your daughter. It was so inspiring to me. Um, I had never thought... I know that I want um, kids and I want multiple kids. And I love the idea that there are kids out there waiting for me to be their mom that I just haven't met yet. And I've really kept that story in my heart since we first talked. So we could just give a summary of of what that experience was like and what drove you to it and how you finally got to meet your daughter.
2: Yeah. Well, I was a single mother and I had Paul, my son, my oldest son. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted a daughter
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, um, you know, like in Spain at that time, there is all these, uh, regulations about adoption countries that you can adopt countries, but it's very, it was very limited at that time as a single mother to be able to mm-hmm. adopt, you know, like anywhere, like mm-hmm. very few children, you know, ad- uh, available for adoption in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time in Spain, they, they didn't even allow to fully adopt. You had to foster. Mm-hmm. And the parent could anytime claim the kid. So That's scary. Uh, exactly, right? Like, I, that was, that was like, <laughs> really weird. So anyways, so that was the reason why I decided to do overseas, right? Like abroad mm-hmm. adoption. Um, I didn't know where to go. Because you know, like there is so many countries, but all of them had a the problem with being a single doc, a, a single mom,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Like I wasn't married. <clears throat> you know, like you have to be a specific. You know, like Catholic or Christian, or you know, like most of the orphanages in different countries are religion driven.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not that I have a problem with that, but they seem to have a problem with me being a single a single woman with already a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Haiti was one of the things, one of the countries that had more uh, ease into uh, this, into women, single women, single parents adopt in Haiti. And and I decided to start there and they had a consul in Barcelona and uh, the consul secretary was really, it was a lawyer and really easy to work with them. they facilitated, they make things easy, they introduce me to people. I mean, like it was easy to work with them. Um the reason why it was easy is mm-hmm. because Elie was meant to be my daughter. <laughs> there is no easy there is no such a thing as ease in adoption. It always, mm-hmm. you know, like bureaucracy gets on the way of people getting the dream they want, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason why it was easy is because Illy was out there in the universe already calling me, right? So that the connection was already made. It's just we didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Ellie, did you know that you were you were manifesting your mother? Yeah,
0: she always <laughs> is saying that. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm really happy. Because, I mean, it's a great, a very happy history. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she gave me the opportunity to have a better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gave me an incredible family. And, yeah, they love me so For much. Sure. And I love them. Yeah.
2: Well, I have to say that Illy, if you don't get along with Illy, there is something wrong with you. (laughs) One hundred percent, because Illy is so easygoing. Like there is no nobody in the world that makes life easier than Illy. Like she's Mm -hmm. always ready to help, always grateful, never one problem, never. Like she Mm -hmm. is the dream kid. I
1: mean, seriously, that's that's so easy. Yeah. Because when when you guys met and became mother and daughter, were you five, Illy? Six. Six. Okay. So, you know, when you think back to being six, you know, how was life different before you met your mom to after?
0: I almost, I don't remember mostly all the things that Mm -hmm. I was in the Mm -hmm. orphanage. Orphanate. But I mean I I don't know how much time I was there and I was very hungry. (laughs) Yeah. And very small. And I remember when they gave me a photograph of my mother and I was just going to the orphan with the photo and Saying this is gonna be my mother. <laughs> it's gonna be my mother. And all the kids was really happy mm. for that. And I remember the day that he she arrived. And um, I was I think in the school. And just they come and they dressed me and I met her. Yeah.
1: It's like it's such a crazy thing to me, right? Because I've never had an experience where I had to meet my mother. She was just there the whole time, whether I liked her, didn't like her, wanted her, didn't want her. She was just there. Right. And I love my mother. She's lovely. But the whole idea of like, how cool to have an experience where you get to meet your mother. Right. Like not everybody gets that opportunity and to, to know that she's coming. And like, what did a mother mean to you before you had one? Like, what did you imagine a mother meant? Yeah. Okay, Well, she's not understanding. Hold on one second. Yeah. Uh, she
2: she ella está preguntant què volia dir per tu una mare abans de que em conegessis a mi.
0: No oh, yeah, it's això molt difícil. i mean, I, I remember when I was in there or uh, orphan. orphan. And my biological mother, I think that she came once a week or, I don't know, to see me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, I don't know what I was thinking uh, in that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was so confusing. And yes, I was at home with my parents and my siblings and another day, I was alone uh, mm-hmm. there, just
1: like okay,
0: yeah, crazy. Can you,
2: can you imagine this
1: part? No. Right,
2: yeah. you are at home with your family, and all of a sudden they take you away, and you are not coming back.
1: I can't. I just can't imagine it. It's, it's it's hard. I mean, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So I I mean I would imagine that if you knew who your biological mother was and then she put you into the orphanage and then you were waiting for another one. Were you nervous about like would your new mother be awesome? Or were you like were you like, I don't know, we'll see what this mother thing is like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that
0: the thing it was that I'm just gonna go out of there and
1: have a new life. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the important thing. I just—I'm so impressed at how hopeful you were, right, and how trusting. You know, like when you saw your mom's picture, were you like, "Okay, that's it. Yes, I approve." Was it that quick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In life, I'm, I'm like
0: the yes, just gonna <laughs> approve.
1: <waterproof. laughs> I love that. I love that you saw the picture. You're like, yep, that's my mom. I'm ready. When she's showing up. That's so wild. So, so we shared on the first episode how it became an adventure and almost like a a thriller movie for you to, for you, Jemmy, to go into Haiti to get illy and to like get out because there was a coup happening at the time. Mm -hmm. And Everyone has to go back and listen to the episode because your chin will be on the floor when we that whole um story is being told. But like what happened after that? Like so you got back to Spain and then and then what? Like how does how do you integrate a brand new child into life?
2: I mean, um the beginning wasn't easy because when you when you have um I mean, first of all, there is a very important thing. One is um, my mission, it was to get my daughter.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, like, I am there. I don't know when I'm gonna I mean, when I'm gonna be done, mm-hmm. but I am not leaving Haiti without her. No matter yeah. what, right? Like, that was that was the mission. It didn't take many days. It took, like, around a week. Um, the one thing that it the one thing that was very shocking to me, it was the, that right at the second that she sat on the plane from Dominican Republic to Madrid, because we flew to Madrid, she cried the whole flight nonstop until she cried herself to sleep. Wow. Yeah. So for whatever reason, even we couldn't communicate because... I wasn't talking Creole. She wasn't talking any language besides Mm -hmm. that one. Um, She knew that she was living for good. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't know how, um, how much did she know. Yeah. I didn't know because I didn't talk to anybody to say, oh no, she knows this, that. No, they got her, they grabbed her, they threw her to me. Mm-hmm. and then we spent the next five or six days attached to each other because we were l- physically attached to each other and that was it, mm-hmm. right? So when we came back home and and um, and we had to live, live our lives, I mean, the first thing it was to es- escape the press because mm-hmm. my family was persecuted by the press when we were coming back where Mm -hmm. I was coming back because they wanted to be there. So they had to kind of orchestrate the whole deal because I did not want them there. Mm -hmm. My daughter's privacy for me was very important and safety. I didn't want the whole thing to become a show. Um, And we got to the airport, my family, everybody was there cheering for her, super excited. Uh, and then we went home and all I can remember is when I hit home, there was a party to welcome us. I fell asleep on the couch and I think I slept until the next day. Mm -hmm. Like I did, I don't remember anything. Like I I brought this girl, all the whole thing that the only person that she knew was me and I was passed out. I couldn't couldn't be there for her because I, I was, you know, like exhausted. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the days to come, you know, like you just have to make your life like as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. My son was super jealous. Like in the, in the beginning, he was kind of excited, right? Like, yeah. Oh, he's new, a new toy, you know, like this is somebody to play with. And then mm-hmm. he got really jealous, which is normal, right? Like he was yeah. a single child. And then all of a sudden he has to share and she, takes a lot of attention. And the reason is because she's super cute. <laughs> she's such a good girl. Yeah. Right? And, and she was the only Black kid in our town. Mm-hmm. So everybody knew her. Yeah. <laughs> I Like, everybody was saying things with, her, talking to her and saying, you know, because she's just the sweetest yeah. thing in the whole world. So it's, you know, like, there was a period of adjustment. Yeah. It was not easy peasy, but it wasn't also anything dramatic. You
1: know? Right. Yeah, Say, so, you know, ha- half of it's the same as if um, there is a, any other no- new child, right. That goes through. Wow. And then were you nervous bringing, uh, bringing a black daughter home where she would stand out? Or were you like. That's it. We're breaking all the rules. It's going to be fun. I can't wait.
2: (laughs) Never, never crossed my mind. Like we, Mm -hmm. we don't have, I mean, first of all, we don't have a background in slavery in Europe, right? Like in Spain, we don't have that. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. there is no racism. There is racism, but I, I was, that thing didn't even cross my mind. It was not a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, I remember like there is a conversation on a Sunday lunch on the table when Ili was speaking perfect Catalan already, but she was like maybe a year mm-hmm. in the country. And we were talking about, you know, like children resembling me or my brother or my mm-hmm. dad or my mom, you know, and Ili all of a sudden, like, ah, oh, nobody's, you know, like, because of course, <laughs> <laughs> so Ili all of a sudden jumps and she says, I look more my my like my uncle, my brother, because we both have longer.
1: Face. I love that, Illy. Yes. yes.
2: So she he saw like she didn't even see the color. Like the color yeah. was not no. You know, like I know I look more like my uncle because we both have longer face. That
1: was the thing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, and I think what's so amazing too with the nature versus nurture, how, sim- how easy it is to look like the people around you, even if you don't share a single piece of DNA.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Same facial expression, same reaction. And I remember you said in, the, in the, uh, your previous episode that your son came from your womb, but your daughter came from your heart, yes. which I thought was so touching. Mm-hmm. And how are you guys alike today?
2: Uh, alike? How yeah. are we like? I don't know, Ilie, what do you think that we we'll uh, we are alike? And what, what, what are the things that we do similar or we do the same? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one thing is we both are very healthy ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We are very healthy ears. Uh, she made a lot of fun of me in the past, but she is becoming really, really healthy. So I guess that comes from me. Yeah. Mark, right?
0: Yeah.
2: What else? Uh, what, do you, what do you think that you do? I think she's really, she's really driven. Like she's mm-hmm. really going after something bigger and better.
1: Yeah. Do you think that that's... I learned that from you. Yeah. Yeah. What else have you learned from your mom? Uh, she's
0: a fighter. She's a fighter. fighter. She's a fighter. And yes, yeah, she's a to move on. Uh, if she if she has a problem or anything, she just she just go for through that. Mm-hmm. And if she wants something, she just keep going, keep going.
1: She never look back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how this is I-
0: important in life. Mm-hmm. You have to live the
1: life like that. Yeah. How does your mom inspire you? I mean, yeah, I, I try to like
0: uh, the life simi- similar like her, but yeah, she's just having a wonderful life and she's really happy. And she just uh, watched the positive things in the life mm-hmm. and not negative. And this is really important. And I like that mm-hmm. view of the life, yeah.
1: Yeah. And as you've gotten older, have you have you met and made more friends who have also been adopted and also come from outside of Catalonia? Or are you, do you find yourself being like the only one who's adopted in your circle still?
0: In my circle? Yeah, I think that, yes, I'm mm-hmm. the only one that, yeah. That's the only one special that. one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um what's inspired you jimmy about your daughter
2: i mean to first of all is the ease that she she found her way inside our family like she never um she stole everybody's heart like from the get-go not even speaking the language right yeah. like how do you do that <laughs>
1: I know I would like that skill.
2: <laughs> How do you stole everybody's heart without saying a word? Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Um, the other thing is to me my daughter inspires me to do that, to be better. Mm-hmm. because I want her to have a mirror where, you know, like she can see herself and say, I I am, I I am that too. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And, and, and that pushes you, you know, like without pressure, but it pushes you to want to do better. I mean, like for me, giving up is not an option. Yeah. You know, I am a single mother of two and giving up is not an option.
1: Mm -hmm. Are are both of your kids in Spain currently? Yeah. Yeah. And, and. How hard or easy was the choice for you to come to L.A.? Not easy. Yeah.
2: There was, I mean, it wasn't easy. It was, um, it was a thought out uh, uh, decision that Mm -hmm. I made. and uh, And also it was consensuated with the whole family. Because yeah. everybody had to step in, right? Like mm-hmm. my mom, my brother, my son, like my friends, my best friends are there for my children anytime mm-hmm. they need to, right? Yeah. So it, it wasn't it wasn't like a light decision, but it was uh, consensual, and everybody was super happy that they could do that, and mm-hmm. they all knew that that was going to better the family, mm-hmm. the entire family, right? And that's yeah. why it came because otherwise
1: mm-hmm. it would not have come. Yeah. 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 How often do you guys get to see each other? Well,
2: that's the thing. <laughs> COVID, COVID didn't make things easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh usually twice a year at least. Yeah. Because it yeah. usually comes during the summer and then I go for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um the, I mean like since COVID, we couldn't do that. Right. Like yeah. last time they came and I say they because my brother came with her, I think it was 2019, summer 2019. Yeah. And then in December, I didn't go because I made the decision not to go. My plan was going to that year I wanted to go in March. Then mm-hmm. COVID hit. Yeah. And and since then. But next week my brother is coming. Nice. Yeah, so um, that's the other thing, right? Like we, they had to get vaccinated so, so they could come because otherwise they couldn't. mm
1: mm-hmm. So yeah. what what's on this what's on the schedule for you guys to meet up next? This summer, it is coming this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna self invite myself to come say hi when you're here, Ellie. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I I continue to think is so inspiring about um, the story that both of you share is that it really is a modern example of motherhood and the mother to daughter relationship and how it's evolving in a global world. You know, there's um, a lot of articles talking about kids who grow up in a whole bunch of countries where they don't, they relate more internationally than to a specific country but they don't talk a lot about how many mothers have to or choose to go abroad so that they can take care of their families. Um, How has it been to be a trailblazer in that space? And have there been people that you can look up to who are doing the same thing?
2: Well, I don't know many people that has done the same thing the way that we do it, right? Yeah. Um, Like my family back home, we are a tribe. Like we don't do things individually. Yeah. We don't. We do all together or we don't do it all together. Right? Like we make financial decisions together. We make work decisions together. We, My brother and I, we we do things together. I mean, like Mm -hmm. there is no question because for us, the family is what's important right and we make decisions on behalf of the well-being of everybody there right um i don't know many people i'm sure there is tons of women in the world that do the same i just don't know them so i i don't have you know like a reference point where i can say oh somebody did this i think i will do that yeah i can i go with the flow i work a lot i'm very busy mm-hmm. um, but you know, like we talk in the daily basis, like I see them every day, every yeah. day for the most part. So it's, you know, like you miss them. I miss having them. Yeah. I miss having them. Mm-hmm. But I, I know they are fine all the time yeah. because I see them every day. So, you know, technology is good for that reason.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure it also helps that, you know, that um. Even if they're half as strong as you, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. No, my children
2: were raised to be strong. These kids mm-hmm. are resilient. Like both of them are strong, responsible, smart. They they are people. I mean, they are good people all around. And mm-hmm. I am. I have no shade of doubt that both of them are going to be very successful. No matter what they choose to do in life,
1: yeah, no matter, yeah. So Illy, what is your what is your day to day like? I'm sure you have lots of classes. Like, what are you doing all day long?
0: Right <laughs> now, I'm just focusing my health. Yeah,
2: health. yeah. Illy and... a health problem. Let me mm-hmm. Yes, we were very worried. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. Do you want? Do you want to talk about that, Karen?
1: Sure. Yeah, I want to hear about Illy's real life. So, yeah, if it's real, let's talk about it. It is real. Uh, my mother,
0: is gonna explain it better than me. Okay. I, I, yeah, <laughs> it's really so, complicated.
1: Yeah, this is this is how how terms is more my thing. I uh, understand see. in German. I can't. Do technology or medical? It'd be very messy. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um,
2: so Illy, uh, start her health started deteriorating mm-hmm. and she wasn't feeling well and we got blood drawn and it turns out that she had ovarian cysts and and polyps and the cancer marker markers are very high. Mm-hmm. So we were very, very worried. Mm-hmm. About ovarian cancer. Yeah. Um, it turned out that she has endometriosis, which unfortunately is too common in black women. Uh black women have twice as much endometriosis than white women. Um the difference between Europe and, and United States, on behalf of Black women with endometriosis, without getting to politic here, mm-hmm. um, I want to mention that because it's worth to raise awareness. Is United States had for too long the custom of do um, um, full- like a hysterectomy. It's a full hysterectomy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So black women couldn't have children.
1: It's horrible.
2: Yes. So that was a thing in United States for the longest time. I mean, I don't think that is not happening so much, but it's been a thing in United States. Uh, for us in Europe, uh, doctors have tried everything in order not to do any surgery. hmm but she has horrible, horrible pain. Um, yeah. He had really bad anemia, um, and uh, surgery is not off the table because they are trying to um, save her eggs because mm-hmm. she's really young. Most likely, she will have to have surgery because the endometriosis is so bad that they are they are fear they fear that it's going to be attached to her bowels. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a massive
1: problem. Yeah, no, it's 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 something that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, I have two clients who struggle with it, and you know, there's so many things that as women we struggle with anyway, and then as entrepreneurs we struggle with on top of it. Or career women, and then to have that be so debilitating on top of it, it's frustrating. Very because much because. You know, I can only imagine for you, Illy, where you're like, I've got things to do, things I want to do, like make this go away so I can get back to my life. And um, so my heart goes out to you that that's what you've been dealing with. Um, Are you feeling better right now?
0: Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm talking with the doctors and having a good uh, nutrition. Mm -hmm. And, we are just keep going with that. Mm -hmm.
2: So we are using all homeopathy and nutrition Mm -hmm. and functional doctors and uh, she's doing really well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this year has been focused. Basically she's been just taking care of herself because it got really bad. Like she could not get out of bed to do anything like Mm -hmm. school, not nothing. Yeah. So it it got really really scary for a second.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really scary. And in in Spain, is is homeopathic and functional medicine more available and more respected, or like how does it compare to to the U.S. from your experience?
2: I think that is. I mean, I, I think is is more or less the same unfortunately mm-hmm. is private you have to go private you know yeah. I have to pay out of the pocket all the time mm-hmm. um so they you know like the government doesn't pay for that um but I, I would say that we have a fair amount of um, functional medicine there mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately we had to you know hit that road before my dad had cancer and died with mm-hmm. cancer, and we do we did for the most part um we deal with it you know like holistically mm-hmm. um, so we we know we are familiar with this, I practice that all the time, so it's just you know like it's what we do, yeah, uh, but I guess you know like I would say not enough in either mm-hmm.
1: country. yeah, yeah, agree. So now that you're feeling better, Ellie, what are you yeah. what are you doing? How are you spending your time when you're feeling better?
0: When I'm feeling better, uh, I'm with the sunglasses project mm-hmm. and spending time with friends. And I really like uh, read books. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> she is
2: an avid reader. I mean, like she reads all the time. To the yeah. point that my mom would say, I don't know how she can read so much. She reads <laughs> this is not good.
1: Yeah, this is not good. Yes, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you use the app uh Goodreads? Do you have that in Spain? Uh, no, I'm just uh,
0: buying an uh, ebooks yeah. or download um download it from mm-hmm. internet.
1: Yeah. I love the Goodreads app because it lets you track the books you read. And so Ooh. whenever I need to remember, like, oh, what was that book called? So I can share it with somebody I can go and look. And I've been tracking oh. my books since 2006 in there. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And every year you can set a new score of how many books do you want to read. And I get very competitive at the end of the year. Like, I got to hit <laughs> my
0: number. <laughs> well, <that's really laughs> How many books you can read
1: in a year? Um, I did thirty-five last year.
0: Wow!
1: Yeah, congratulations! But thank wow. you. I'm sure I'm I'm slower than you are. I imagine.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I do both audio and I and I also read the hard copies. So mm. when I I go for walks and I'll be listening. Or if I'm like doing my workout, I'll listen. And then I like reading before I go to bed at night. It helps me relax.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too.
1: Yeah. Um, So and then, Jamie, but about you, right? Because, you know, living living abroad and living away from my family and a lot of friends often and (laughs) repeatedly. um, What I find so shocking is that sometimes it feels like we live down the street from them. And sometimes it feels like, oh, wow, we really are on the other side of the world. And that's something that I don't I think people understand until they've done it. Because on a day-to-day level, if someone doesn't live in the house with you, it doesn't really matter where you live. Like your routine is the same. Um, so what does your routine look like? And um, you mentioned, you know, doing calls and Zooms and stuff with them. But what are you doing to stay close with everyone in Spain?
2: Um, well, I make sure that I, I mean, I talk to them, right. Like mm-hmm. we talk every day for the most part, uh, for the most part with Ely, my brother, my son is more busy. He's a busy bee. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult to catch him. It's so like, is yeah. busy as a bee and fast as a bee. <laughs> <laughs> he's like really quick conversations and not, not every day. He's like, not so much. In, he's not into, into technology. He's a very mm-hmm. outdoorsy guy. So mm-hmm. it's not so much into technology. But I do talk to Eli, my brother and my mom, almost on the daily basis with my friends. Uh, not that often, but at least once a week we do hit mm-hmm. each other. Yes. So, yeah, we, we stay in touch um, with other people that I grew up once in a while, like when we have birthdays or when it's Christmas, mm-hmm. we send a message, right? Yeah. Okay. Remember me? <laughs> Still alive, um, so yeah. I mean, like last year, um, last year I turned fifty in September. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, and Ely put together an awesome video about a whole bunch of people from thousand years ago that I <laughs> you know, like I haven't seen for so many years. Some people I haven't seen since we were children, like children, yep. children right? And. But we, we have stayed in touch, and, um, and everybody was there, like so many people, and it was really cool. So I guess, in a way, you know, like you still touch their lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, um, we ask everybody on the podcast where they put themselves in the Powerful Lady scale. So I'm going to start with, with you, Illy, on a scale of 0 to 10. 0 is... An average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful lady you can imagine. Where would you put yourself on that scale?
0: Uh, For the moment, I'm, I think, at seven. I like it. I (laughs) have a lot of weight, work, and I'm in 10 years, I will be in 10. Yeah. (laughs)
1: I like it. And what does 10 years from now look like for you?
0: I want to make a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I will, yeah, work hard and just, yes. And I would like to have children
1: Mm -hmm. in a 10 years. I hope, I hope that I could and travel a lot yeah yes and are you inspired by your mom to to adopt as well or how do you would you do it also
0: uh, i'm adopted and i i wouldn't i don't have any problem with that but mm-hmm. i mean i don't have i have a family but this yeah. thing that i i don't know- someone I don't know how to explain, but have this connect I want to have this connection mm-hmm. for living that experience. Yeah. I mean maybe I can adopt I I can adopt, yes, of mm-hmm. course. But I want at least one child I want to be yeah. my yeah. Yes.
1: To have to have someone who shares the DNA, right?
0: Yes, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And Jenny, how are you feeling on the scale? Where would you put yourself today? As a powerful woman? Yes. Mm
2: -hmm. If you would have asked me a month ago, I probably would have scored better. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel a little bit more, um, like sometimes when you grow, Mm-hmm. And you have ex- expand yourself and you are not in that comfort zone. Yes. You are still adjusting to the discomfort.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So recently, I, I grew a lot. I am into new projects mm-hmm. that are very enriching in all levels, um, but are still very uncomfortable. hmm so I'm still catching up. That's what I'm saying. On behalf of powerful, I would say probably um, from somebody else's eyes, much higher.
3: Mm-hmm. From my
2: eyes today, I would say a tight five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just because I feel like you know, like um, catching up mm-hmm. is still you know like something that I have to um, <clears throat> to do. Yeah.
1: I totally effect. under. Yeah. I totally understand that, I, and I think it speaks to what it means to to be powerful, right? And what it means to keep growing. You know, we if we want to stay comfortable and stay at ten, then we never get the chance to grow and see what's next. But there, it like I get so frustrated in that space of like you just broke through a ceiling, and you know you want to be on the other side, and it's all uncomfortable. (laughs) And it's so frustrating because you're, you know, it's that middle ground of having to get your footing back and your confidence back and to feel back in the flow. But at the beginning, it feels like you were dropped on another planet. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you feel like you're five years old again. And you're like, wait, what did I just do? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like when you, you want to grow, I mean, like I constantly, when I feel comfortable, I start get, getting uncomfortable with the comfort, right? Like I feel yes. like I should do something because this is so comfort, comfortable.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When I grow, I break the ceiling, like you said, right? Like I, I break the ceiling, that discomfort usually, you know, like some people get discomfort, uh, uncomfortable a little bit at the time. Yeah. I make it big, like a yeah. <laughs> real
3: discomfort.
2: And when you yeah. make a big discomfort, like it will take like these to go back. Yes, <laughs> like, like like these. It will be like I can go back like easily mm-hmm. and stay there for a little bit longer. I I'll be fine. Yep, yep. But I don't. I don't. You know, like and then and then in order not to do that, like I will text my friend, Marta. Like this morning, no, last night. I I texted her and I said I don't know what to do with this situation, and she says. I think you should you should just keep going. I mean, like, don't even mm-hmm. think about going back. Don't even think about, just keep going. So mm-hmm. I have the support. I mean, you know, like my friends will keep me accountable, you know, yeah. like my growth, even though they might not have the same process or the same willingness to do it, but they keep me because they know me. They know I, I cannot be happy if I am not making myself uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate for everybody listening and not watching this, that while you're sharing that story, Illy is nodding and smiling like, go mom. Yes, keep going.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are the the reason why I do what I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So for anyone who is considering adoption and considering doing, um, you know, adopting from abroad, what would you guys tell them? But what you say, Eli? It's, yeah, a good way.
0: I think it's a good alternative. And yes, uh, we have to, we have all to live our lives mm-hmm. and do what we want with, I mean, you have to talk with your family and have the... no,
2: the relationship,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. the relationship, and yeah, we don't have any problem with that. And mm-hmm. I mean, I prefer that she is there than here because I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so different of here mm-hmm. in Barcelona, and when we go there, and we enjoy more all the moments we mm-hmm. spend with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
2: In my case, I would say, you know, like adoption is, to me, I, I can only say good things, right? Like I, mm-hmm. my, my experience is very, very positive. I know people that had no positive experiences with adoptions. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a little bit, um, <clears throat> two things. I think is a mindset. Yeah. I, when you get into adoption, you just have to keep your positive mindset and say, this is gonna work because yeah. that my my thing in my head, I never had a shade of doubt. I never had a question that should I do that? Should I not? I mean, mm-hmm. what is what is gonna no, I knew that she was mine. I knew that if I was going to Haiti and and the problem was going to be long, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I knew mm-hmm. it was going to turn out well. I had that certainty, like so deep inside, like so certain, Mm -hmm. like God said, you God of the universe said, Mm -hmm. you know, go because it's going to be fine. I'll I'll be there for you. And Mm -hmm. it did, right? Like when you have Mm -hmm. that certainty, it's like, it's just, there is no question, no question. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage anybody that wants to adopt, especially if you are a single mom, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: especially if you are a single mom, a single mother, a single woman and you want to have children and the times go by and you don't have the partner that you Mm -hmm. wanted or you thought that was going to happen and it's not Mm -hmm. happening. You don't need to wait for that because I don't think there is anything in the world that a single woman can do. I, 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 I I don't think that thing exists. Mm -hmm. We can do anything and everything. Like I've seen so many amazing women doing so unbelievable things that I don't think that, you know, like there is nothing that you cannot
1: achieve if you are a single woman. Love it. Best powerful lady way to wrap this up ever, right? (laughs) Well, I am so thankful that you guys were a yes. Yes to coming back. Yes to sharing your story. It's been such a pleasure to meet you, Illy. Thank you. Um, but you. yeah, you guys are such an inspiration, and it's lovely to see generations of powerful ladies making the world a better place. So thank you.
2: Thank you, Kara, for having us thank today.
1: You.
2: It's been awesome. And it's been awesome to see a, a familiar face.
1: Yes. <laughs> All the links to connect with Jemmy and Illy are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review they are so critical for our podcast visibility and helping us connect with more listeners like yourself come join us on instagram at powerful ladies and if you're looking to connect directly with me visit karaduffy.com or cara underscore duffy on instagram i'll be back next week with a brand new episode and an amazing new guest Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.